Good morning, people. It's Jennifer Hill with Don't Get Offended, episode seven. Um, just to really cut things close, I have a phone call with someone at 1030. And I was like, well, <clears throat> why don't I just see if I can record an episode in 30 minutes? Because that's all I have to do. Excuse my voice and my throat. <clears throat> Excuse me. Because I don't know why, but all of a sudden I have a sore throat. Or like, whatever you want to call it. I YouTube ways to decrease uh, mouth sound when you're recording, because that's actually, you can do that. Just, just don't get, um, don't get lost in the YouTube universe. Okay? Alright, I just want to preface today with something very specific, yet not really specific. I want to preface this episode with I'm not the end-all, be-all, know-it-all person. Although I like to think I am. I am speaking from my own fucking experience and from my close friends and people that I can... Um, people that I work with or connect with that I see may have similar experiences. So if it doesn't apply to you, it doesn't fucking apply to you. Get a grip. Today, it's such a touchy subject, and I understand why, because I've lived my whole life understanding why it's a touchy subject. I want to talk about body image, and I also want to talk about um, f being fat or feeling fat or needing to be thin. And when I speak of body image, I'm sp speaking of that too. But I can't deny the intersectionality of being overweight and what it means for certain people and what it means to other people. So I am aware of that. I understand all that because that's a fucking issue. <clears throat> so I want to acknowledge that. And I also want to acknowledge that although some bodies are acceptable, people do still have their own struggles with their bodies in that space, which I understand. But I also understand the need to acknowledge that what you're feeling may be a privilege to be upset, myself included. It's a privilege to even be upset about this body we're in. So... I'm also aware of that. I'm aware of all the nuances of what it means, of what body image means to people. All people, all colors, all races, all able bodies, all binaries. I like, it's a fucking wide breadth of information. It's a, it's a very big topic. Is that, did I just, did I just use it? It's a very big topic. <laughs> this is what happens when you jump on the microphone with like 
just like your own opinions. It's a sensitive topic, as it should be. So when I'm speaking about it, I can only speak from my life experiences while also acknowledging that other people have their own experiences as well. But you, you can also feel your experiences and understand yours within the scope of understanding other people's, okay? So this is why it's easy. This is why it's important to note, don't get offended, okay? Because I am coming from a place of my life experience. And I'm coming from a place of, like, still caring about how other people feel and understanding where my privilege is. Privilege. Where my privilege is. My able-bodied privilege. Am I always aware of my able-bodied white privilege when I'm looking at my cellulite in the mirror? No, I'm not. Am I always like, oh, you can love this body because you're standing on your own two feet. No, I'm not. I'm not, and that's, who do I blame? I mean, I guess I could, bl I could blame myself. So I'm, I'm just going to get into it. We're going to talk about it for a second. Oh, I messed up. I stopped talking because I thought that it stopped recording, but I had a different screen open. Dead air, guys. Um, so I, I wanted to preface some of that. Oh, this whole episode I'm getting into. Oh, my goodness. I'm sorry. Because I don't want anybody. I mean, you're going to get offended. If you're going to get offended, you're going to get offended. I mean, you're going to have to get to know me. That's all I can fucking say. I can't prove myself in a 130-minute fucking episode, okay? You're going to have to get to know me. I, we're all going to fuck up, okay? Me in particular. I'm going to say things that maybe I want to put my foot in my mouth. That's the story of my entire life. And I'm also going to say things that I stand behind that you still might be a little bitch about, okay? And maybe I'll come back and be like, maybe I shouldn't have called you a little bitch. But, you know, that's how I feel right now. So we're all open to learning and and existing, and yada, 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 fucking yada, yada. So I grew up the fat friend, and now when I look back at pictures, I'm like, dude, I wasn't that fucking fat. Why was I so, like, I was, like, I was and still am in some days, a lot of days, consumed by this body I exist in, and that is fucking exhausting. And I, it takes work. It takes real work, mental work to get out of that mindset. So I, you know, as the fat friend, I had to be funny, right? So I was the funny fat friend. And I just always, like, I never felt comfortable in my own skin. Like, I only have one pair of jeans and, like, I also was poor. I was going to do a whole fucking podcast on growing up with a single mother on welfare. And like, I, that's a whole nother thing, but whatever. I won't go there. That's the reason why I only have one pair of jeans. And also because, I don't know, I guess that's the only reason I'm going to sip this coffee. How annoying is that sound to people? Scale of one to ten. 
You know what's crazy is the same people that might absolutely hate that. This is a group of people that absolutely love it. And the people that know that are those YouTubers that are making millions off nothing, doing nothing but making sounds in a microphone that also helped me sleep. But so, okay, so I don't want to, I would, the, you understand that I was the fat, funny friend. That was my role in my life. But also the friend that like never felt, I'm not, I don't want to negate anybody else's position in their, in, in what their friendship was towards me or with the group, whatever their label was. We all had a label that just happened to be mine. In my mind, whether it was true or not, I was fat. I mean, I, I was overweight. I was an overweight kid, but man, I like, I, it shouldn't have dominated so much of my existence. And I blame that on the patriarchy. <laughs> I blame that on this. I, this, I hate to say that, but it's the fucking truth. And if you're not like, you just, you just have to acknowledge it. Like we, as women, whether we grow up as the fat friend or not, whether we're constantly thinking that we need to lose weight, we are always aware of our bodies because like, we're just constantly told to either need to be a fucking sex symbol or you're fucking outside of the realm of possibility of being a sexy person. It's like, you're either not it at all or you're all it. It's fucking exhausting. So pile that on top of just feeling insecure about being overweight and how it's not okay to be overweight. That's the, those are the messages we're getting. I'm not saying that's the truth, but that's the messaging. And when that messaging is drilled into your freaking brain stem, your brain stem, which is responsible for breathing, <laughs> temperature control, when it's, when it's, embedded in your brain and your belief system it is fuck it's like a disease it's like a virus that you have to try to heal from the inside out and it is invasive it's just you just you just it's just not that easy to be like it is that easy I'm not gonna say it's not it is that easy to be like you're beautiful. You're you're grateful for this body. I love my legs. I love my thighs. I love you know. And I hear and this is something that I do, and I you know practice this. But it's not something I'm on. You know, it's not. I can't say I subscribe to loving my body every day, because it's not the case. It's just not the truth, and I'd be lying. But there are times when I've learned it, and I've known it for a long time, and I felt like I would never unknow it because that's going back to just, you know, once you think you've learned something, you, you really do go back and forth with understanding things and accepting yourself and loving yourself. It's only temporary. This too shall pass. I have that tattooed on my wrist. This too shall pass. That was for my Aunt Leanne who died, but she used to always say that. She used to say, this too shall pass, and she used to say, it's a temporary setback. So... I try to remind myself, this is temporary when I'm feeling really, really bad. And I only came, I only wanted to sit down and really talk about this because I was talking to my girlfriend yesterday about body image and how she was basically drowning in these negative thoughts, which we, I, we all 100% can relate to. Um, and it, it just goes to show that even someone who you, you look at and think, I would you know, maybe not today I wouldn't go, oh, I would give my left tit to have your body. But maybe five years ago, 
I had to give him my left and right tit to have your body. And she's like a beautiful girl, but that it doesn't, that's how invasive these feelings are. And now as a 36 year old, I can see it for what it is. I can take stock in my life and my fucking body image and see that maybe it like, it's not true how we, that all this negative feelings about ourselves is just not true. But when I go, can I wear a bathing suit at the beach and be okay with my legs? Can I do that? I like this. It's, it's a fucking hurdle. And that's ridiculous. I'm aware of the ridiculousness of it. Okay. I'm aware of it, but I'm just being honest with you. And even, even those women who, who subscribe to the body positivity and love their bodies, and I'm like, fucking hell yes. Hell yes. Can I be there? Like, wh what work are you, are you exiting stage left on the idea that your body has to be any certain way? Are you really out of that? I need to know, like, are you 100% out of that? Or are you really, like, you just have, you have days where you're just like, I don't know how, how I do this anymore. I'm sure there got to be days where you're just like, I'm not feeling myself today. I'm not feeling it. I hate everything. Like, that, is that not just a natural part of existing? I know we're not alone in that. Like, I guess, like I used to say, do we honestly want to live our whole lives not loving our bodies or fu fucking basically gripping onto any piece of like part of ourselves that we can love and just keep fucking drilling it into our brains like you're beautiful 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 i mean it's it's exhausting i guess that's why we go back to the whole meditation and kind of fucking we're more than our bodies you know we're more than our bodies it's gratitude and, and meditation. That's for damn sure. Gratitude that I can stand on my own two feet, that when I fell out of that fucking tree and broke my leg, I didn't break my fucking back. Gratitude that I'm strong. Gratitude that I can fucking move, that I have the ability to move, that I can feed myself that I can fucking drive a car that I can ride a bike like those are the things that we really try to focus on or I really try to focus on because hello those things matter people there's people that don't have that and they're grateful for other things too <clears throat> I there's I also feel some type of way about comparing myself to someone who doesn't have the ability to walk or doesn't have the ability to um like or oh, doesn't have legs or something. Like, I feel like that's kind of privilegy too, because they're like, well, what the fuck? Like, this is just my life. I know this is how I live. So I don't need you to compare yourself to me. So I get that too. Cause that's kind of layered. Like who the fuck am I to be like, well, at least I can walk. And then the guy in the wheelchair is like, fuck you. <laughs> so yeah, I get that too. You know, I used to work in, um, I used to work in a rehab where it was uh, spinal cord injury patients and paraplegics, quadriplegics. <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> and it's really messed up. Like, <clears throat> you'd, like, you'd find yourself telling, you know, you try to, 
sympathize with these patients who just had the worst accidents of their entire lives and they're really going through it. <clears throat> and you'd hear family members, you know, be like, at least she didn't die. And then the next bed over, the patient might be like recovering from a, um, oh, I forgot what the term is. It's a term where you're not going to, you're not permanently paralyzed. <clears throat> Excuse me. Oh my God. It's like, it's a spinal cord injury. All my nurses over in Virginia, if you're listening to this, comment on this. <laughs> Call me and let me know. <clears throat> I'll get, I'll get to it, but it's an, it's a, it's a, um, it's an injury where you can regain the, you know, ability to walk. It's not a complete like fracture of your spine, but it's an injury that's, that's, oh, what's the word? Oh, I can't remember. There's a term for it. This is, but it's an injury that's, that's enough to make you have to relearn how to walk and relearn how to do all the things that you, that came so easily before. Whereas if you're a quadriplegic with, with a complete spinal fracture, I mean, you could still rebuild those neural pathways. It's not impossible. It just takes um, lots of time, patience, and um, yeah. So I used to work with a lot of those guys and a lot of those kids. A lot of them were young kids. And family members would say, well, at least you didn't die. And family members would say to patients who could still retain the ability to walk, well, at least you're not a quadriplegic. And it was just so, like, you'd be like, what? Like, the, it was just heavy work. I mean, you'd have, you'd have patients in the rooms next to each other. And one, they'd both have the same, almost the identical injuries. But one would, wouldn't lose their ability to walk and the other one would. And it was just like, holy shit. Just some of these injuries, man. I'm going to go off on a side story. I had one kid who was riding his bike across a street corner. And the guy, a guy with a, tr he had a truck in on the, he had like a um, trailer on the bed of the truck. Not in the bed of the truck, like, uh, what's the word? Like hauling a trailer on the back of the truck. It was attached to his truck. People who know those words are like, oh my God, Jen, what the fuck? Um, had, he, he he took the turn with his truck, but the be, the the trailer that he was dragging went up and over the sidewalk and hit the young kid while he was riding his bike. And the kid said, he said, I remember looking up and seeing the guys seeing the guy see me through his side view mirror and still going. And I was like, damn man. And that kid um, graduated high school while he was in rehab. And he ended up being, he ended up having some pelvic fractures and he was relearning to walk and like stand again. So I don't think he broke, he severed his spine, but he was the, like the trauma all these kids are like going through, man. It's just crazy. I had one guy, he had a, a lumbar accident, a tree just fell on his back and he was determined to take care of himself. And he was a quadriplegic with basically like just 
his one arm was functional with like a, a, like um with tools that adaptable tools that he could help do things with his body with like if he needed to go to the bathroom or anything like that's a whole nother ball game for quadriplegics but he had like adaptable tools and he only had one use of one arm and a little bit of use of the other arm but no real fine motor skills and he he was like 100% independent like obviously can't be 100% independent but we would get him to a place he needed to be for himself and then he'd be like I'm good I'll do the rest and he was he just was like, well, this is just what I have to do. And there was, like, people that would just have these injuries, and so many of them were so, like, amazing. They'd be like, this is just what I have to do. Like, this is just what's going to have to be done. I just have to keep living my life. And you're like, yeah, yeah, obviously. Like, holy hell. Like, the some of their mentalities are so inspirational. I doubt they cared to be inspirational. They're like, I don't fucking want to be inspirational. I want to walk. But, Yeah. Uh, I, those are some of the patients that I remember forever. So many young kids. So many like just crazy injuries that you're like, what? I had a woman who went to see her sister, visit her sister's gravesite, and tripped and fell and hit her neck on a head on a gravestone. And then she had a spinal cord injury. She had that one where you could like get recover slowly and walk again. I can't think of the fucking term. I don't want to, she, and she was just down and out that whole, like, she was just sad, man, that whole, uh, her whole st rehab stay. But, yeah, I guess I got into that side story in. Um, because I, maybe a part of me realized that body image and body and feeling good about how your body, I mean, it's, it's all an umbrella because you can be, you can be grateful for your body and also feel it's like a double-edged sword. It's like a catch 22 because you, on top of feeling bad about yourself, you feel ridiculous for feeling bad about it. Am I saying anything at all? Because at the end of the day, you only got you in your head. And I guess, you know, meditating, praying, expressing gratitude. Gratitude is what will get us through. Gratitude is the, like, silent breath of life. It's the underlying... Love. It's like right along with love. It's like gratitude and love are like the fuel that keeps you going when you're almost empty. When your tank is empty, it's the it's the fumes that you're running on, and then it should real, and then it will turn itself into being the fuel that runs your life, and not the fumes. Um, but that's a part of learning and growing. That's a part of not wanting to spend your whole life wondering if what you're wearing makes you look fat or makes you look worse or make or, or complements your hips or your legs i ain't there yet and i'm just gonna i'm being honest this is just me being honest on who i am 
And I, and everybody struggles with their own, whatever it is about their bodies they're just not happy with or they wish that they could love more. I guess we could take a moment and send loving thoughts to those parts of our body. Because, you know, it's an act of bravery, as corny as that sounds, to love yourself despite what people tell you. That's really true. So when, I guess there we go, we could say when we're feeling fucked up and we're thinking, why can't I just escape, escape <laughs> this madness of thinking? When we're thinking like that, we can kind of dive into the bravery of, or the audacity to accept yourself and your body for what it is. Even when you have days where you're not feeling it. Even when you have weeks where you're not feeling it. You just want that silent under voice, that silent voice in your head that's rooting for you to just get louder and louder. So I guess in the end, you just keep doing what you do no matter how you feel about your body. Because it's where we live. And it's time to not it's time to begin the process of untangling that invasive parasite of self-hate. That's what it's time to do. How do you guys feel about that? I wanted to go. I wanted to talk more about this in a way that permeates my 70 or so listeners in a way that makes them feel like they're heard as well and that I get it. I'm not sure I did that because I, as I'm talking, I just started to feel like this, the ridiculousness of this, of hating your body. Like the absurdity, it's ridiculous because it's gotten you through so much. It's gotten us through our whole lives up until now. It's like, it, it thrives, it, it, it survives and fights to survive until your last breath. And that is miraculous. So even though my legs are chunky and I have cellulite that I'm learning to try to love for fuck's sake my heart is still beating my GI tract still works my lungs still inflate my brain works my it's just like how dumb how dumb and yet I can't deny that those thoughts are there I can't deny it I'm a fucking you don't wanna fuck with me. <sighs> All right, guys. All right, people. Um, I hope you walk away from today's episode not feeling like uh, not feeling bad. I hope you're feeling good. I want you all to feel good. I want you to feel inspired to take a day to love yourself. Maybe an hour if a day is too much. 
I know what negative thinking and depression and feeling down about yourself can do to your perception. Like, sometimes you forget, like, I'm the shit, and this body is sexy. I look good. Okay. Yes, I like these legs. Okay. Okay, she's cute. Those days exist. It's okay to feel like that. We can feel like that. And you can too. We can love our bodies. Okay. So I'm going to Alaska on Thursday for a vacation with my girls. I'm not exactly sure what I'm doing about these episodes. So you'll hear episode seven when you hear it. I don't know when you're going to hear it. Um, also, I have to take a puddle jumper, a little tiny plane to LAX, from LAX to Seattle, from Seattle to Anchorage. But because I have to take this baby puddle jumper plane, I can only pack 50 pounds in a carry-on bag for a two-week trip. Jenna. And if any, I'm just the worst at organizing myself. I'm just really the worst. Is it t- it's 1026. This lady's going to be calling me in four minutes. Stand by. So if you take away anything from this half-ass fucking going on and on about body image podcast today is that none of us know shit, okay? None of, we're all just trying to present our best selves to the world and inspire someone. Maybe not all of us are trying to do that, but that's, the fuck, that's what the fuck I'm trying to do. Okay, I'm just trying to have someone feel like they're not alone. And if I have one person, maybe two, then good. I'm glad. You're not alone, boo. All right, so much love to all of you. If you got offended, email me at didyougetoffended at gmail.com. DM me on Instagram at jenniferlin 42 Find me on Facebook, Jennifer Hill. There's too many of us. You ain't never going to find me on Facebook. I don't know what to tell you. You can't even add me on Facebook. I'm private because of my crazy-ass ex. And I've just been private for years now, so I don't even change it. And, um, yeah. Thank you so much for listening. So much love to all of you. You are the shit. Shitty shit shit. (laughs) Bye-bye.